Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Enbridge is a diversified energy company that is uniquely positioned to help accelerate the global transition to a cleaner energy future in ways that are ethical, sustainable, and socially responsible. At Enbridge, their goal is to be the first choice energy delivery company in North America and beyond for customers, communities, investors, regulators, policymakers, and employees. Beyond its commitment to clean energy, Enbridge is also committed to hiring veterans to help strengthen its organization. Michael Sittler is an Air Force veteran and chair of Enbridge's Veteran Talent Resource Network. He joins today's podcast to discuss his military background, what he loves about working at Enbridge, as well as the impact that the Veteran Talent Resource Network has had on the organization and within the veteran community. If you'd like to learn more about careers with Enbridge, visit us online at oriontalent.com forward slash Enbridge. If you have any questions about this podcast or suggestions for a future show, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Hi, Michael. Thanks for joining me today. Good morning. So I have talked to a couple of people at your organization, and I know Enbridge is committed to hiring veterans, which is great. Um, Coincidentally, this episode is actually going to be released around Veterans Day, so it's perfect timing. And um, I thought, what better time to have someone from Enbridge talk about your commitment to military hiring and why veterans should consider joining the organization. So with that, I know we'll talk more about the company as we get into this, but would you mind just telling our audience a little bit about yourself? You could include, you know, your military background, your career post-military, anything you'd like to share. Uh, Yeah. So I served 11 years active duty in the United States Air Force. I was medical logistics and biomedical maintenance. Um, I did uh, a few tours. Uh, I was stationed in San Antonio, uh, Texas at Wilford Hall Medical Center and then spent the last five years of my career uh, in uh, Ramstein, Germany, uh, attached to a aeromedical evacuation squadron and then separated from the Air Force in 2005. Awesome. That's a pretty cool career then you had there. You got to live internationally and um, experience some cool things, it sounds like. Yeah, Germany was amazing. And I think the opportunity to to be attached to a special duty assignment. Um, so going from a support function, working in a hospital, typically in the basement, uh, to actually putting on a flight suit and, and, and actually being put on aeronautical orders was uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, very cool. Okay, well, thanks for sharing that. So you said that you separated in 2005, correct? Yes, in uh, April of 2005, I, I separated uh, actually from Germany and then moved back to to the U.S. and then relocated back to California where um, I grew up. Awesome, very cool. So when you left the military, I'm curious, did you kind of have any career paths in mind? And with that, were there any challenges that you faced in pursuing that career path or really just challenges in general facing that you faced when you were transitioning into the civilian world? Yeah, I I think separating from overseas was a was a pretty big undertaking. Um, a lot of times, you know, if you're separating on the U.S. side, the the transition isn't as complicated. Um, but I, I did do some pre work. I did have a job secured prior to separating. Um, I I landed a a job with a federal distributor. Uh, they were a medical company that that held um, 
federal supply schedules with uh, federal accounts, either it be the US military, federal prisons, um, uh, reservations, those type of things. So the transition out um, going from buying to selling uh, basically to the government accounts. So there, there was somewhat of an easy transition because I know mm -hmm. who, who to talk to um, and how to navigate uh, you know, being on a military installation and who you need to talk to uh, to support them uh, with with their requirements. Um, but yeah, the transition was uh, relatively smooth as far as knowing uh, and secure, knowing I had something in place. But um, you know, shortly after taking that that opportunity, and about a year and a half in, um, they realized that they couldn't afford to keep me in San Diego, uh, where a lot of the manufacturers and distributors were located for medical companies. Um, so for the first time, I was uh, not in the military, not secure, and then uh, put back on the market saying, okay, now you got to find uh, something else to do. Um, so that opportunity kind of, you know, I scrambled, I was trying to figure out, you know, oh, you know, I thought I was good to go and, and then uh, the security uh, wasn't there. So mm -hmm. um, I ended up applying for a position at, at a water district for they were looking for a supply chain management person. And obviously being from supply chain, in the military, I looked through the job description and said, hey, I, I can do all this. Yes, it's it's uh, water utility, but, you know, procurement and supply chain is the same. You just need to to be able to pivot and understand the commodities that you're buying. Um, so I did transition shortly after that to uh, take on um, a procurement supervisor role at a little local water district there in San Diego. I think that's a really cool story because a lot of times I talk to people on this podcast and um, they're transitioning out or they have already transitioned and they go into something completely different from what they did in the military. And to your point, your journey was a little bit smoother afterwards because you were working kind of like still in that federal realm and with medical stuff. So it sort of was very closely aligned to what you were doing in the military. But then afterwards for your second career, you did have to pivot, which is what I think is interesting that it wasn't apples to apples, but you still had um, the background in other areas that would still lend you to be a successful candidate for a different type of role. Um, and the reason I think that's interesting, I think there's a stat out there. It's like maybe 60% or more of people who leave the military want to do something. They have the desire to do something different in the civilian world than they did in the military. And that's a lot of what we do here at Orion is kind of trying to talk to hiring managers and different companies that we work with about how veterans have so many transferable skills and not to just look at the title that's on their resume. And I'm sure you can attest to that now too. Oh, I completely agree. And, uh, you know, I, I mentor a lot of veterans, a lot of transitioning veterans, veterans who have separated, finishing up their degree. And it, it's definitely something we talk about in those sessions around don't. I always a lot of times I see it as veterans in a career field and they think that's all they can do is when they transition out. So if you're a you're a cop in the military, you, you're going to go look for some for, form of law enforcement. If you're a mechanic in the military, you, could, you know, that's obviously that transition makes sense. Um, but there are tons of opportunities out there to take the other skills that you've learned in the military and apply them to, to different career fields. Yeah, definitely. I like that. Okay, so switching gears to Enbridge, since that's kind of what we're here to talk about today. When did you join the team? I joined Enbridge in 2015. 
Um, I, at the time, I was currently working in corporate at BP, uh, so another oil and gas company, and I was managing their uh, contingent labor program, so how large companies uh, manage their contract labor through a centralized program. And I kept getting phone calls um, about the need for some of my skill sets. Um, again, as I transitioned through my career, all of it was somewhat tied to supply chain. But as I kept moving along, I just kept adding more and more tools to, to my, my toolkit um, and then found myself managing kind of a niche area within supply chain that was in very high demand um, in other areas. Um, so I took the opportunity to transition over. Um, uh, at the time, it was Spectra Energy uh, was the name of the company. They needed somebody to come in and manage their their contract labor and put a program in place. Uh, and I I had that skill that I learned at at uh, BP. And then I've been with the company now for almost nine years. Wow, that's awesome. And was there anything else other than kind of like the career opportunity and ability to? you know, continue to move up within an organization that appealed to you about Enbridge, like the culture or their commitment to hiring veterans or anything like that? Yeah, it, early when I first started, um, you know, the veteran piece, as of that, the, one of the things I used to lead the uh, the veteran um, program at, at BP, uh, so their national program, I think we had 13 chapters. So obviously interested um, if I was going to transition to a company, did they have a, a employee resource group associated with veterans? And at the time they did not. Um, but shortly after I arrived, uh, HR approached me and said, hey, we know you have background in in um, running an employee resource group for veterans, would you be interested in setting something up for us? So, so right away, I was trying to learn my day job before I started pursuing other things, but right away, mm -hmm. uh, Enbridge came to me and said, hey, help us set something up. Uh, we have interest uh, in the space. We want to set up uh, an employee resource group. Uh, and it allowed me to help set that program up for them. And then um, I've been the chair of that um, program for about eight years now. Oh, that's amazing. And I know we're going to talk about that a little bit later because I definitely want to dive into it. I think that's so cool that you had the opportunity to leave your mark on the company. I mean, that's like a huge, huge accomplishment to not only be able to do your day job, but also establish a large group like that. That sounds like it's making a big impact within the company, too. I, I think so. Uh, not only myself, but the committee, the members, um, it, it's open to to veterans, family members, allies of veteran related initiatives. Um, and a lot of people try to say, how do you manage that in your day job? And in a way for me, giving back to the veteran community, it's a it's a recharge. Um, you know, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm swamped. Yes, I do have to have to navigate the, a busy day. But when I you know, put on an awareness session for hiring managers on the value out of veterans um, that they bring. We did a panel yesterday on on the value that veterans bring to the workplace, and we had hiring managers speak um, to why they look for veterans and how the, um, you know, the veterans that work for them and, and how that's going. So we do a lot of awareness internally. Um, you know, we can, Enbridge as a whole from the very top can say, we're a veteran-friendly employer. We're trying to attract veterans into um, our ranks. But in reality, is if if we don't go all the way down to that first level hiring manager and make them aware of of some of the skills that maybe not highlighted on a resume for a veteran, um, how it would add in value to to their team, um, then we're kind of missing the mark. Because if the hiring mm -hmm. managers aren't actually you know uh, accepting or or bringing in that veteran, then all this other work doesn't really uh, pan out. Yeah, I think that's awesome, and I would imagine it's very rewarding for you. I know that's something that a lot of veterans say that they're kind of looking for as they leave the military is 
um, just a sense of meaning, purpose, because you obviously that's sort of inherent with what anyone's doing in the military. And you don't always feel that way when you're entering the civilian sector. So I think that's awesome to hear from you that it sounds like you have found a lot of meaning there. Yeah, it's it's been great. And like I said, it's uh, somewhat of a recharge if I get off you know, a call um, mentoring a veteran and, and help them. And they're like, wow, I, I didn't know. Thank you for that information. You kind of feel like you're giving back. You kind of, it kind of makes mm-hmm. you, at, you know, at the end, yeah. of, at the end of the day, it kind of makes you feel good. It's kind of, yes, you're busy, but man, that was refreshing and kind of recharges you to, to tackle the, the rest of the work. Yeah. And I love that you're addressing it from both sides. You're mentoring veterans. And so you're teaching them some of the things that you've learned, but then also to hiring managers who maybe don't have that background um, to help sort of bridge the gap there. I think that's awesome. And it, it's been great in Enbridge overall, um, the the culture uh, surrounding uh, the veteran support. We have uh, obviously November being Veterans and Families uh, uh, Awareness Month or Appreciation Month. Um, we have tons of activities planned um, on both the Canadian and U.S. side of the border. So in Canada, it's a celebration mm-hmm. or it's a remembrance of uh, Remembrance Day. Um, similar to our Memorial Day, and then we have Veterans Day here in the U.S. So every location across Enbridge is doing some form of activity um, and an awareness campaign of, of the significance of of that date. So um, just a lot of great work happening, and and a lot of internally within Enbridge as well as the community outreach into the veteran community and supporting them as well. That's awesome. Okay, so we will touch on the um, Veteran Talent Resource Network a little bit, as well as kind of the culture at Enbridge too. But I wanted to circle back to you and kind of your career path at Enbridge, because you mentioned that you've been there for about nine years now. So what has your career looked like there? And can you talk about any of the career progression you've experienced? Yeah, um, actually, the reason I stay at Enbridge is because of the career progression and opportunity that that I've had here. Um, I, I started as I transitioned from VP. I moved in. I was a senior manager, uh, originally brought in to kind of help them manage their uh, consulting and and uh, legal services categories within supply chain. Within three months, that that was when I was approached, and they said, "Hey." Um, Rumor is leadership is looking to set up a a contract labor program, and you're the only one that has any idea what it looks like. So congratulations, we're promoting you to a principal manager, and I need you to basically develop, design, and deploy a program across the company. Um, So I'm like, okay, not complaining, right? (laughs) You've been there three months, and they're like, hey, we need to promote you because you got to take on more stuff. but also the culture of not micromanaging. I think I I think veterans do really well when when they're given a task or a challenge, and then and then they're turned loose to to show their their best side. Um, so along with the design of that program, there's no guardrails put on me. Um, n- nobody knew what a good program looked like, um, so they pretty much turned me loose. Um, and I think that's where you're given the opportunity to shine. So I developed the program, designed it, rolled it out. Um, and then shortly after we had completed it, there was a big announcement that Enbridge and Spectre Energy, which was the company I was with, they were going to merge together um, under under Enbridge. Um, uh, and that took place. So, of course, there's some e- uneasiness as a big merger like that. I think it was about a $40 billion merger, um, so pretty significant. Um, but the dust settled. Um, at the end of the day, they, they they also had a program on the legacy Enbridge side. They looked at the programs and said, hey, we want to go with the program that you designed. Can you redo it and roll it out across the new company, uh, which was much larger, uh, going from about a $40 billion company to about $140 billion company. Um, so it was, again, given the opportunity to to 
redesign, redeploy across the entire enterprise. Um, and then once we had completed that, um, there was an opportunity that uh, arose that they needed assistance uh, in the leadership side of the house to run our procurement and delivery center. Um, that was our operational procurement, logistics, expediting, those kind of the, the frontline procurement folks uh, within supply chain. Um, I applied for the role and then uh, about four and a half years ago uh, and, and I was successful in, in obtaining the director of the procurement and delivery center position. So now being a senior leader within uh, Enbridge and I managed that for about four and a half years uh, and then recently again looking for different opportunities around four years is when they're looking to rotate you, move you, uh, give you opportunity. Um, they they tapped me on the shoulder and, and said we're going to need you to kind of take on um, our source to pay uh, and also designed and, and develop an, an AP or accounts payable strategy for the next three to five years. Like, what are we doing with our accounts payable? And and that's what I'm currently doing today. That's amazing. One thing that really stands out to me of all the things that you said is just the common theme. It just sounds like Enbridge is the type of organization that really does not hold its employees back because I think sometimes people you know, they have these desires to advance into leadership, but you always feel like there's all this kind of, you know, like red tape, things you can do, things you can't, and you're just a little bit limited. It sounds like they've kind of given you um, just a lot of freedom to be able to use your talents and show them what you're capable of doing. And then obviously when you deliver it, then you just get more and more opportunities. So it sounds awesome. Yeah, it, it, it's been great. Um, I think I thrive in that type of environment. Um, where you're challenged or, or they give you opportunity and, and um, the culture of you delivering and then immediately having the opportunity to, to um, you know, apply for different roles, move up within the organization. Um, I've worked for other companies. That wasn't always the case. I mean, it was a grind. There was tons of red tape to try to fight to get there. Um, but my experience within Enbridge is if if you do your job and you do it really well, um, that the, the possibilities are, are endless on where you could go within the company. Mm-hmm. So to kind of expand on the topic of culture, obviously we've discussed, you know, how there's lots of opportunities for people who work hard and succeed in their job. What are some of the other things that you think people should know about the culture at Enbridge, um, really for any employees, but also specifically for veterans? Um, I would say the camaraderie and and teamwork mentality. Uh, it, it is a huge organization across North America. We have offices all over Canada and the U.S., and then we have field site locations all over the U.S. and Canada as well. Um, so a mass amount of employees, super large organization. But what I, I like about it is it has a smaller company feel. Um, I've worked for other companies. You could hop on an elevator with a senior leader or a VP and, you know, there's not going to be a conversation with you <laughs> from the you yeah. know, top of the top floor to the bottom. Mm-hmm. This company, the CEO walks the hallways and and amazes me how they can remember individuals' names given the size of the company. But all the way, it's a very flat organization. So there's not tons of layers. There's not, you know, three layers of manager, you know, two layers of a director, GM. And then, you know, by the time you get to VP, you got to go through seven people. It's very flat. Um, and there's very few layers from the very uh, entry level employee to the CEO, there's very very few layers that you have to go through to to get to uh, somebody in a very senior position. Um, so so I just like the the culture, very friendly, very committed to uh, diversity and inclusion, um, which is also important for our veteran community as well. Um, and and they put it forward. They've actually been one of the few companies that has tied ESG goals to um, um, 
to the to our stock price. Um, so it's actually we put that out there on on the street saying that we will achieve our ESG goals um, and it will drive our basically compensation as, at a leadership level for your bonuses and everything. As are we are we meeting our commitment to to our ESG goals? So that's mm-hmm. uh, pretty impressive as well. Yeah, I think that's. Um, the transparency that a lot of people are looking for in a company to join. And it sounds like a lot of the things that you mentioned, um, whether it's type the leader, the qualities that the leaders there have, the transparency, like I just mentioned, you mentioned camaraderie are all things that anyone really looks for in a career, but especially people who are just transitioning out of the military. Yeah, and and I, I will say, you know, there could be different views. And I think everybody has a view of their workplace, but um, I've been impressed. I I I don't look for other opportunities. I think uh, I clearly see a career path within Enbridge um, to to achieve my goals, um, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people do. And typically, the veterans that work within the company um, I, that I talk to feel the same way. They're mo- motivated um, by the work we're doing in the veteran space and their ability to to be engaged and involved in that. Um, so all of those kind of tie into kind of what gets you up in the morning and um, gets you to work where you're not where you're not dreading every day, even even if you're busy. Right. Well, I think that what you just said there is a big testament. I I think I saw out one time. It's like over seventy percent of people are you know open to other opportunities at any, any given time. So the fact that you are you know impressed by the company still after almost a decade of being there. You're excited to go to work. I mean, all of those things to me are a big testament of why Enbridge is a great place to work. I I, I would agree, and and the executives, right? They, um, it's not just lip service. They actually they actually are committed uh, to the goals that we set out. So, um, seeing that also keeps me motivated and and makes me feel that I'm a part of of something bigger um, mm-hmm. in, in my day job. Awesome. So I want to go back to the Veteran Talent Resource Network, and I believe you guys just call it VTRN, um, but you've talked about it a little bit and your role in it. So maybe if you could expand on that a little bit and just tell me generally what that looks like in terms of, you know, what kind of activities are you guys involved in? Um, what are your goals? Really anything that you would like to share about the VTRN? Yeah, the, the VTRN is great. We have a, I, I sit as chair. I ha- also have a co-chair because um, we, we're looking to expand our presence in Canada. The U.S. is much further ahead uh, in their veteran programs, you know, companies hiring of veterans. Um, Canada is a little little behind. Uh, they're getting better, but I, I think we have an opportunity to assist Enbridge in positioning themselves as the uh, employer of choice for veterans in Canada. Um, so we're, we're, we're doing multiple things. One, we're trying to expand into Canada and grow our veteran community in Canada for, for veterans um, of the Canadian Armed Forces. Uh, internally, um, we do awareness, as I touched on before. Uh, we hold sessions. We bring in strategic non uh, our strategic nonprofit partners um, that we have uh, alliances with. We bring them in to help educate uh, talent acquisition as well as people leaders on on skills that veterans are going to bring um, to the table and some things that may not be highlighted on a resume, but just to be aware that veterans are typically going to bring certain skill sets uh, to the workplace. Um, we assist talent acquisition in veteran recruiting. Uh, so similar to campus recruiting, uh, you know, when you're trying to recruit individuals graduating from a university, it's always good to have somebody that went to that university and say, hey, I, I graduated from here. You know, uh, Ambridge is a great company. Um, same thing. Uh, if we go do veteran recruiting, it's not just 
talent acquisition or HR folks that are not veterans, um, they may be aware of, of, of the value of veterans, but actually having our veterans that work within the company uh, chat with other veterans and talk about Enbridge. Um, we, we do uh, community outreach. Um, so several things we've we built some there's a local nonprofit here in Houston called uh, Cloudbreak, and they support uh, veterans are susceptible to homelessness or or they're they're uh, challenged financially. They, they assist them with housing, um, and what they have found is that a lot of times the veterans show up and uh, they're still held accountable to keep the apartment clean. They get inspected, right, because they're it's subsidized housing, um, but they don't have the basics uh, like cleaning supplies, shower curtain, just things that we take for granted. So uh, mm-hmm. we worked we worked with the business and, and built about 300 welcome kits. Um, so new veterans coming into that apartment um, basically would be given an Enbridge laundry bag and it had like, you know, kind of the basics in there for them to get, you know, started, um, you know, make, making sure that they have the things they need. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> we do a lot of uh, awareness around uh, uh, values of veterans in the workplace. So a lot, lot of activity. Um, we're, we're kind of, Enbridge has established a uh, veteran equity plan. So Enbridge at the very top is committed to meeting certain requirements as far as uh, supporting our veteran community and our veteran employees. Um, and then I, I kind of say the VTRN is actually the people that are helping us get it done. Uh, we're, we're, we're the boots on the ground actually helping mm-hmm. with all the various activities. I think that's amazing. Um, it's one thing for a company to put something on their website or to have some sort of page dedicated to veteran recruitment or something like that. Um, but it's another to hear about the impact that you guys are making with the VTRN and Enbridge's commitment to not only hiring veterans, but just the veteran community at large. It's just really awesome to hear. Yeah, and it, and it goes to the very top. So this month on November 27th, I'm I'm very happy. Uh, our CEO Greg Ebel uh, will be signing the statement of support uh, from the ESGR Employer Supporting Guard and Reserve. So we're having a formal ceremony in the Houston office uh, where he'll formally sign the statement of support and commitment to supporting our veterans that are still serving in the guard or, or reserve capacity. Um, and that's a pretty significant for a company to, to formally sign that. Um, and then we'll also receive the ESGR uh, Seven Seals Award um, on behalf of Enbridge and the work we're doing in the veteran space. So it's really great, a lot of, lot of great things happening. That is incredible. And Michael, you don't sound busy at all over there. You might need a couple more jobs to do. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I have a day job too, right? But it, it just it, it just goes to show you, like it, it really does motivate me. I'm passionate about giving back to mm-hmm. the to the veteran community, and and yes, I have a day job. I lead large organization. My my um, previous role, I had 130 people reporting to me across the enterprise, um, but I still try to find time to be involved and engaged in in the veteran work, and I, and I feel that I can have a direct impact on, on the direction the company goes uh, when it comes to, yeah. to veteran, uh, not only recruiting, but retention of the veterans we have internally. Yeah, that is very cool. So you have said so many amazing things about Enbridge. It sounds like an incredible place to work. Who knows when we release this podcast, maybe you guys will have just an influx of applications. So to summarize it, what would you say that you enjoy the most about working at Enbridge and what makes you excited about your future there? Um, I, honestly, I think it's just the opportunities. Um, Enbridge does a really good job, not just for veterans, but everybody. As you move up within your career, they, they, it's one of the unique companies that I've worked for that in order for you to move to the very top, the expectation is that you have a broad understanding of the entire 
company uh, and that you have different roles within the company. So even though I'm a supply chain guy, this is what I've been doing my entire career. The expectation, if if I'm going to move into a you know a senior VP role or a VP role, it, it's weighted heavily that I had an operations role. It's it's weighted that you know I had other areas of the business I have that knowledge before I move into that senior leadership role. Um, so just tons of opportunity uh, within the company to to move lateral, move and, and give you the opportunity to move up if you take those on those challenges and um, even up even the opportunity to relocate to different locations. Um, just due to the size of the company, there's there's never ending possibilities. Mm-hmm. And just to wrap things up, I know you said that you mentor veterans, so you probably have a ton of advice and we'll probably need to narrow it down. But what would you say your top career advice for transitioning service members would be? Um, I, I would say don't don't put all your eggs in one basket. So, um, you know, as you're trying to build out, not, not everybody's like my, my style <clears throat> of recommendation on, on how you do a resume. It's sometimes it's not the best. It's, it's, it's a style that I prefer. So go out and get as much advice from multiple people, multiple organizations. There's tons of nonprofit organizations out there that, that support veterans. Um, and, and, that goes for resume writing. That goes for you know interviewing skills. It goes for uh, you know possible career opportunities. But go seek as much information and advice you can from different people, and then take the bits and pieces and um, and kind of build out what what you think works for you. Because not not what works for me is not going to be exactly what works for somebody else. But pieces of what I do could probably definitely benefit you in that that transition. Mm-hmm. That's excellent advice. Well, Michael, thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited to have this episode to put out around Veterans Day, especially I was excited before, but now after talking to you and hearing about the impact that Enbridge has on the veteran community, I just think it's perfect timing. So thank you for sharing your story and for all of the advice and great things that you've shared with us today. And thank you. And for all the vets out there, please check out the Enbridge uh, uh, careers page, uh, learn a little bit more about the company and uh, definitely apply to any roles that you're interested in. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond. So make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.